everyone. Welcome to the Renewed All Out. My name is Fyros. I'm one of the event moderators for Bengali Mental Health Movement. Um, just a quick intro in terms of why we started this podcast. So originally we had All Up, which was a support group that provided a safe space for Bengali, uh, our Bengali community to discuss and process topics pertaining to mental health. All Up was first an initiative to normalize mental health conversations. Even the word All Up, it's a Bengali word that translates to discuss in our conversation. Um, and so unfortunately, due to COVID, we're no longer able to hold these meetings in person, so we've decided to venture out into the podcast world and um, take your suggestions, your questions, your thoughts, um, and discuss it with the event moderator team. Um, so I am one of the event moderators, and we have two more, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Ansha, and I'm one of the event moderators, um, and I'm really excited to have this renewed space for all of us to discuss. Hi, um, I'm Taz Nova, and I'm also one of the other moderators. And uh, the last thing before we get into our topic, if there's any other updates, you can check the Instagram, our Bengali Mental Health Instagram, and yeah. our first topic would be essentially coping with transitions because I think for the last what six seven months we have endured a lot now it's interesting because we all come from I would say pretty different backgrounds right all of the moderators right um, yeah. so yeah. I'll start with myself uh, I am a licensed master social worker COVID allowed me to work from home for the first time and that's something I never thought I'd ever do nor do I like it <laughs> but I've definitely coped with it and I've also moved during COVID which was a whole different experience you know I've moved before but nothing compared to moving during this time so that's definitely something I'll touch upon I know a few of you have also talked about transitioning like to um remote learning um I think Tess Nova can really talk about that definitely um I graduated actually I can back up a little bit I graduated this May and I sadly did not graduate like how you usually do you like walk down the aisle or like that's a wedding but like you, you know what I'm saying <laughs> Uh, like you're walking down the stage, you're like shaking who, who's ever's hand and you get your diploma or fake diploma for most schools. Um, I never had that experience for college at least. So that was kind of sad. Like I, I missed that experience and I'll never get that experience technically. And so that was just an interesting experience that I had to go through where I had to learn like it's okay that I didn't get that kind of experience that my friends have had because I have older friends who've, who who uh, whose graduation I've gone to, and I've witnessed them. I've like taken photos for them, like like the graduation photo shoots. I've done that for them, so I never had anyone do that for me because COVID. But aside from that, now I'm in my master's and I'm finishing that up because I'm 
in a dual degree program where I get to finish my four years mm-hmm. and then have one extra year and do my master's all in that one year. So I'm in that right now and I'm still balancing through that. I can't, my school is open. So some classes I have to go into campus and sit and it's really weird because the seats are like six feet apart. So, and you have to walk in with masks. You also have to every day get like a campus pass that you would have to fill out certain questionnaires about like COVID related things. And you have to let um, a public safety guard like check that it's the today's date and then they can let you through to not, to not say that like, oh, you're using an old campus pass, if that makes sense. Um, but other than that, like, it's classes are different. I'm also in a math class, a stats class. So learning how to be online and remote and learning how to do use a completely new program and do all these math equations online, but then also in person, it's kind of weird. It's very hard for my teacher, especially. I feel so horrible for her. She's like She has a lot of technical difficulties with it, but I think we're slowly adjusting to it. We, we're helping each other through any of the technical difficulties. So I think having each other's backs, even if we might not know them, it's still very important to have that kind of kindness in this kind of situation because you're you need to help each other because this is a very new environment that we're in right now we don't know how to experience certain things about like about technical difficulties all schools are adjusting their their ways from on campus things to now all completely remote and that also goes to high schoolers i know i've i also have a niece that is in I want to say her last year of elementary school and she's doing everything on like Google Classroom and that's also kind of bizarre they have like random breaks in between that would be like your lunch period or your gym period and it's it's very crazy but yeah I think it's it's hard to adjust but having that uh social support group within yourselves it's very important and I could definitely go into this longer, but I think having Amsha give her little input in this would also be great. <laughs> Speaking of walking down the aisle. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did that on Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic. So I guess that's like one of the transitions I can definitely talk about is having a wedding planned for in-person during the summer. And then the pandemic kind of came out of nowhere and I just knew it was going to get bad and so we like made that decision and that's definitely not something I ever thought I was ever going to do in a million years and um, so I guess on top of that um, I'm currently a nurse so when everything started shutting down I did not get shut down I did not work from home and I guess in the beginning it was like really really scary Um, it was like a very I would say terrifying adjustment because I was just like, wow, I have to be exposed. And like, you know, it's not about even just going to work and possibly getting exposed through patients. It's also like, you know, you have to reconsider your commute and you have to reconsider who else you're interacting with on your way to work and on your way home. And it was just more of like putting into perspective of how other people are getting to work as well. Like all the other essential workers, I thought like, okay, you know, there's other people who aren't protected well at work Um, with PPE. There was like such a lack of PPE and there are like many times where it's almost like a guilt too that I felt like, oh, I'm being protected at my job, but I know not everyone's funded like 
my job or, um, you know, or even getting the same respect. Like I know at a hospital, healthcare workers were getting really praised, but I felt like there wasn't a lot of focus on all the other essential workers that, you know, uh, we could also focus on like, you know, people who are um, at the supermarkets who were like working crazy hours to stock shelves because everybody was like buying everything, um, you know, security individuals. And there's just so many people I feel like that really got affected and are still being affected. So all of that was a huge transition for me. And also like seeing everyone work from home from like my close circle it made me feel like more exhausted I feel like because it was like dealing with the new transition and then in addition still physically going to work just made me feel like I was like in this endless loop of like being super tired and exhausted and like scared and then coming home to my husband and he's not and he was also working still but he was definitely like interacting with way less people than I was so I was like worried like oh should I even be living with him right now in case I'm exposing him and you know there's a lot of healthcare workers that did end up exposing their families um without knowing or you know they just have no choice because you know you can't really change the place you live like that's a privilege um so yeah that's kind of like a summary of everything that went on yeah I think it's like it's pretty crazy how we all experience this pandemic together but everyone experiences so differently in the sense of like where we were at like whether it's living with our families living by ourselves that isolation piece but I think one thing that really united us was the fact that you know I think that social media piece played such a huge role at least in my life like I've never felt more connected in a way, even though I was so far away from everyone, but I knew if I wanted to talk to someone, I could, right? And I think also with, even with our organization, with Big Valley Mental Health, like we were still working through it. We were still brainstorming ideas of like how we can help our followers, how we can provide resources and, you know, we, our thoughts were still like with people that were really hurting. And I think that's what makes us, well, one, like really great workers in general, no matter what profession we choose, like we're all still like-minded and that we want to help people. Yeah, I agree on the United front as well. There's definitely a lot of engagement, I feel like, with each other. And it's kind of like a period where I feel like with our generation, at least, like we kind of are aware that all of this is going on and it is it is changing us actively and it's hurting us or making us exhausted and I feel like everyone actually verbalized how they were feeling so nobody felt like ashamed from like my friend group at least to say like hey I'm just really tired today and like you know maybe we don't have the capacity to meet up for like a FaceTime call or something because I've been on FaceTime like on Zoom all day for work and things like that and then I also uh, felt really proud, like I still do, about New York because at one point we were the epicenter of everything. I mean, and it wasn't by choice because we are a very densely populated state and, you know, it, the living situation for everyone, it's just, it makes it impossible to not, you know, be safer during a pandemic. So the fact that we really all quarantined and, um, 
just limited our social interactions and just really got the numbers down together, I thought that gave me a lot of hope because, you know, even though I feel discouraged when I look at everything else going on as a whole, I feel like, okay, at least I have the courage and like the light at some kind of end of the tunnel to see like, okay, at least we were like united here and like really trying. wanted to highlight when you spoke about the graduation piece because I was speaking with even like my younger patients or just like my friends that are you know younger and their experience in school and you know I just kept thinking like what would I have done if I had like graduation taken away from me or even like like thinking back to like high school prom or things like that where you know, at that time, it was so special and, like, so meaningful where I thought, like, if I didn't have that, then, like, you know, our lives would be over. (laughs) I'm just curious how you got through that. Like, what did you and your friends tell, tell yourselves or, like, how did you cope with knowing that your graduation of such, like, a big event wasn't going to happen the way you pictured it probably, like, years ago? Yeah, I... I was actually imagining my graduation happening because the year before that, I mentioned this before, I have a friend, like she's my best friend. She's a year older than me and she, we both went to St. John's together. So I went to her graduation last year and I took her like photo shoots after that. She told me like, when it's your turn next year, I'm going to take your photos or like, I'm going to get someone like, like her brother is really into photography as well. So it was a tradition that we kind of formed. And so we couldn't do that this, this, this May because of COVID and in our group chat, we were talking about all the things that we will do in the future that we can we'll have like a party uh, eventually when things subside and things get a little better and we did hang out eventually we all got our tests done so we were all negative and we came it was my one of my friends's birthday he invited us to come it'll be only like a couple people we all came in with masks and we were um doing all the things that we had to do to keep up with what uh, what cdc says and we did celebrate his birthday and then my graduation kind of at the same time we didn't do the whole cap and gown like reenactment thing but we still enjoyed each other's company which was like honestly what i ultimately wanted at the end because after the graduation another tradition we have is like the three of us or whoever is in our friend group would go out and like go eat or just hang out and this was kind of the afterward thing and that kind of made me feel whole and made me feel kind of happy that at least like yes I didn't get the first half where I got to walk down the stage (laughs) and (laughs) it's a stage (laughs) it's a stage I got to walk, I didn't get to do that, but at least I got to be around the people that I loved and who was proud of the the fact that I freaking graduated. So yeah. yeah, that that honestly made me happy and I was able to just focus all my feelings into that thing instead of looking at the negative in sort of way cuz mm. looking at the negative is not going to like help you or that's just how I see it. I just looked at it that I'm with my friends, I'm with the people that I freaking love to death. And that's all that matters at the end. So that's how I kind of coped with that. I'm, I'm happy 
as I could be, honestly. I'm in graduate school. I'm just looking in the forward at this point, so, yeah. Yeah, I just want to touch upon, like, what you said about, like, you essentially use a therapeutic intervention that, you know, I try to use in my personal life, but also I teach my patients every day, which is the power of reframing. And reframing can go a long, long way. It can make you really change your mood completely when you think about things of how, like, you know, if you really break down what graduation is, it's essentially celebrating something with your friends and family. So it's really not about the ceremony. I'm sure that's like a piece of it because it's it's emotional. But what we most look forward to is celebrating after the ceremony, being with those people and, um, you know, you still got to do that, which is really great. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I think with everything going on, it also makes us kind of realize, like, even how the little simple things are actually the big things or can be the big things. Like, I know when, once you, like, take away, like, all the frill and everything of, like celebrations that we partake in I guess like the root of it all is like what you mentioned is like being with your friends or family and people that you love and like acknowledging what you're actually celebrating and that is very important and it's kind of been like nice to almost see that there's that root there and that that's like the real foundation and it's not the other stuff sometimes you know Yeah, I I was just going to mention, I think we had a community member reach out to us with a question, um, you know, pertaining to this a little bit. If you, someone wants to read it. I got it. Okay, so yeah, the community member said, life after undergrad has been mad weird. Um, Hard finding a job with no real job experiences. Yeah, that's definitely hard because it's especially because once COVID happened thing, like jobs and, uh, and all these stores just shut down completely like people lost their jobs a lot the economy like got ruined I definitely don't know much about this particular um, area because I went straight into my master's I think however I do have worries about this because I will graduate next year and I I fear that this whole environment that we're still in is still going to be a thing after I graduate. And so I'll probably be in this position. And so that's where I'm kind of worried about, but it's kind of future tense. I'm not trying to think about that and freak myself out, but I I don't know. This might not be in the same context, but I remember when I graduated, I still, since I was still in my master's, there's a whole thing where forgetting the name of it but it's basically I can have like a internship within my school because and then they'll give me a stipend to uh to help my financial aid I forgot what the term is called I'm having a brain fart but um I I applied to a bunch of jobs all around campus I asked I emailed work study study? work studies under financial aid it's there's a there's a specific term but I reached out to so many professors and I I applied to so many jobs that were already on like the school's website and I never heard back 
from any of the the people that are supposed to respond back to you. I kept checking my emails, but then when it came to down to like the, the jobs that were actually available on campus to work out and I never heard back from them, that kind of was disappointing. So I definitely can relate to this community member, but I, in my opinion, I just keep looking forward to it, it forward and keep looking ahead and I'm like okay this didn't work out this year but I, this semester but I can definitely reapply to certain things next semester and maybe my campus can adjust their remote internships whatever this thing was called and maybe I can reapply and then finally I can get some like uh, interviews and things can work better but aside from that like actual jobs I would not know how that's going maybe you guys do yeah no absolutely like I had I also have friends that have graduated and they're like medical professionals like I have friends that just graduated from nursing school and they're having trouble finding a job more so like not because we don't need nurses clearly we do it's that we don't have nurses to train the new nurses and so it becomes this like cycle of well, you know, we don't, there's like so much less time that, you know, people can dedicate to whether it's the hiring staff, whether it's just taking the time to train others. Um, so I can definitely see how frustrating and really debilitating it could be. But also, you know, one thing that I definitely have realized as I got older is that I didn't get to where I am without the help of others. So since even when I was younger, like I've always been, you know, I would say I'm a pretty social person. Um, I would consider myself an extrovert, but more so like the social networking piece, I definitely would try to just get numbers, um, ask around of like, hey, where did you get this job? Or do you know anyone that can help me in this field? I volunteered everywhere. You know, I just, I just tried to make the best of the situation. Um, I know they're taking volunteers, you know, at a lot of places, um, and usually with any sort of internship and volunteer program, that's how you can get a full-time job. Yeah, there's also, like, so many hiring freezes and, like, budgeting issues and just, like, decreased capacity all around, so I know, like, hiring right now is definitely difficult, and then, you know, they've already let so many people go that have already worked there, so, like, hiring new people is, like, definitely hard. I agree with, you know, at least trying to network, even if it doesn't go anywhere from there, at least it's like another point of effort and it, it is utilizing your community to get help. And I think like in our Bengali community, a lot of the times it's like we're almost afraid to ask each other for help or like That's afraid funny. of any judgment. So I guess it's a good idea for us to like even reemphasize that, you know, needing help is completely normal and it really does take all of our community's help to help each other, like keep sustained and, you know, it shouldn't be an individual effort to just survive. Yeah. yeah. I wish my bongo was good, but remember, I think <laughs> in one Aleph meeting, like, someone mentioned like what would people think in Bangla and that like really really resonated with me because that's something I've heard my whole life like in my, exactly yeah. like growing up it's like doesn't matter like what will people think yeah yeah that's definitely like been plastered onto us numerous times and I think it's 
up to us now to like discuss and really emphasize on how you know it, it matters what you think and like what you need and it's okay to have needs and to ask other people to help you have your needs get met also just wanted to talk about this experience i had with uh, in session that pertains to the topic of coping with transition this person is dealing with very similarly in terms of the, the job situation not knowing if they should leave the home if they should live by themselves um, just in this really limbo kind of state and I say limbo because I think that's a word we always use in terms of describing like when we're in a rut or when we're stuck yeah. And I had this moment um, with this person and I was like, wait a minute, what if we looked at it in a way where this just means you have a plethora of options? And, you know, instead of using phrases like I'm stuck or I'm in limbo, like really changing our language and thinking like, wow, this is the first time in my life I had this opportunity where I can essentially live anywhere I want to live. I can pick any job that I want, you know find new friends, I can get a pet, like there's so many things that you can do, um, whether like, you know, forget about the financial aspect or whatever it is, like you still have the options if you wanted to do it. And it really highlighted like that kind of like the essence of COVID for me, because there are so many things that COVID took away from us. Um, you know, I also had a family member that had COVID. So I was coping with that of the safety of, you know, that the anxiety, the the emotional piece of like, God forbid something happened, what would that mean? But also not taking things for granted anymore. Like my job, I am so happy despite me working from home that I get to work every day that I get to see, like, my coworkers on Zoom. I get to see my patients on Zoom. Like, that wasn't taken away from me. So, you know, having that connection with this person in session and realizing this, I'm starting to kind of switch, like, my own shift of, like, you know what? 2020 sucks, <laughs> but it can't get worse. It can only get better, right? And that's kind of what you mentioned before, that the whole reframing type of thing. You're just trying to reposition how your th- your way of thinking. And I think I definitely resonate with that because I think from the very beginning when COVID began, I, I, I don't want to pride myself of it, but I think I really took that entire mantra of reframing and I really held on to it because I think during that time I had a positive psychology class that I was taking and over and over again like my professor was incorporating this experience into our lesson plan and was saying okay you can't go out because it's like freshly COVID like you shouldn't go out blah 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 and like what can you do at home though like don't be upset that the fact that you can't be out with friends that you have to be online for classes like think reframe it and how can you make that more of a positive route and I think because that was engraved in my head so early into COVID I used it after I graduated and after I finished that class and I was trying to keep myself grounded 
and not think of negative things because I used to be very pessimistic and I slowly got out of that rut and I'm I want to think that I've changed so much because of COVID-19. I've also taken care of myself and I've actually taken the time to listen to what my body wants and what my mind wants. And I think because you're stuck at home most of the time and instead of being mad that like, oh, I can't go out, I can't do this, I can't do that. Take care of your own self. Take care of your family if you don't need to take care of yourself. Like, do, what, what can you do at home right now? And I think for the past couple of months, I've I've actually taken care of my own body and my own mindset that I've seen massive changes within how my mind thinks. And I haven't been this proud of myself in a very long time. And I'm more positive about where my life is going and how my life has gone this far and aside from that I just I stayed away from social media because I didn't want to be so cooped up with like what's going on the news 24 7 because that also drained the heck out of me and I think staying away from social media in the sense of like creating boundaries by putting like limits on apps and you could do that on iPhones I don't know about Androids but I know you could definitely do that on iPhones but I've just I'm trying so hard to just stick to the positive even though it seems like it may seem like there's not any I think we brought up like really great points but I definitely want to make the distinction between you know, what happens when reframing doesn't work. We're not saying that reframing is, is the end-all, be-all yeah. cure, right? Yeah. Um, I think depression is a really big thing. It's a real thing. Um, and so, like, one, I there is research that shows, and I've lived it in terms of, like, I've seen the amounts of depression and anxiety that has increased in my patient population yeah. um, and all our numbers, too. I'm sure we see it in hospital settings, like medical hospitals as well. And it's, it's more so, you know, if you need the help, you know, there is professional help. You know, I love the fact that I can still be so helpful, so there for my patients now via telehealth, you know, by email and still be connected and they don't have to suffer by themselves. So if you find that you're in a place where you really would like to talk to someone, there are resources out there. Psychology Today, is, I think, is a great resource because you can filter out what insurance you have. You know, even our website, Thank Golly Mental Health, we have a directory of yeah. clinicians that, you know, are South Asian, I believe, as well as Bengali, of course, that are taking patients, especially for our community. You know, the resources are out there. So definitely, you know, if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to us um, at our Instagram, Bengali Mental Health Movement. We have a Google form that we're using now for our renewed LLP. So if you have any, um, you know, comments, feedback for us, please let us know if any topics you would want us to talk about in the future. We could definitely bring that to our attention. Yeah. Um, the Google form has, uh, we'll be changing up the Google form every month that we have a new podcast 
um, up. So before we have the podcast uploaded, we'll have uh, the Instagram story promote the new topic and discuss the various topics within that one topic, if that makes sense. And the community is like definitely allowed to ask questions and relay any stories because the three of us definitely pitched in our individual stories and experiences. So if you guys are willing to definitely give your own experiences and stories, definitely be able to do that on the Google form. And yeah, it, this is this is the new form of All Up. And the three of us really hope that this is engaging in all of you guys. And it's a fun idea, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a fun way for us to even reach our followers or even just our community, um, just to hear voices from, you know, I, I believe very strong, free, like women of color voices that, you know, we don't get to hear on an everyday basis. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope to have some feedback from your guys soon. All right. Bye. <laughs>